0: up everything. Well, we know we've been away a while and you're probably feeling pretty miserable about it, but that was all a ploy to prepare you for the 2023 Misery Index, not the Jamila Jamil version. It's time again for our annual rankings of the fan bases who sleep easy at night and the ones who stab a voodoo doll of Chuck Fletcher. We can't wait to cover all 32 teams and laugh about 20 of them in this episode oh and also some guy in toronto signed a contract so i guess we'll talk about that too it's a lot to cover so let's get started and let's get miserable everyone welcome to the two guys one cup podcast it is thursday august 24th and we're back again talking about hockey talking about god's greatest sport ever designed to be played on ice by burly canadian men who like to punch each other and you know we're probably overcompensating for some homoerotic feelings too if we're being really honest if we're being really honest that's right i'm just being brutally honest being brutally honest about it why do these men want to fight too i don't know what are they trying to fight about what are they trying to beat out of each other (laughs) That's a great <laughs> into for a each lot of other. <laughs> uh, how it's are you
1: doing? It's been dealing? a long summer. It's been a long, long summer. Um, I'm doing well. I mean, it's almost September, which was nice for a number of reasons. I mean, a uh, hockey business starts to pick up a little bit. People are, are, you know, showing up in the city. There's sightings. I mean, there's mm-hmm. Un- Oscar Sunquist sightings, but he's always here. So. Uh, it's not really anything new, but you know, there's there's an awesome Matthew signing. We'll talk about things are happening, but also, and I think more importantly, um, at least up here, it will finally start to cool down because it's fucking hot up here. It's fucking miserable. Stephen, I walked outside. Mm, I mean, it could have been today, but like three or four days ago, and I don't remember ever feeling like I could feel my breath as I breathe. There it was so fucking humid uh it's it's not the heat steven it's the humidity but it's also the heat because it's fucking 100 outside yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah yeah. we my... had that for like three weeks down here and it's a little better right now i mean it's still not great but it's a little better but yeah it's awful it's unbelievably awful that's yeah it's
1: pretty gross and then um one of my dogs the, the larger dog um mm-hmm. she got out from our backyard twice on monday uh once through the gate that we have bungee cord closed you know we're very mm-hmm. secure um because she saw a deer and just "fuck bucket and went between it in the gate and mm-hmm. just ran after it and i got her back it was no problem brought her outside in the backyard again five six hours later and this big piece of concrete i put in front of this little hole in our neighbor's fence very
0: secure very secure. oh
1: i mean it's heavy i'm like she can't move that and she paused at it sometimes i'm like oh, that's fine I watched her knock it over and then get under it, get under or through this hole and then run just like apeshit fast after the squirrel bust through their front gate in my neighbor's backyard. And she was gone. I don't know where she went. So (laughs) then we drove around for half an hour calling for looking for literally asking everyone that's standing anywhere outside, which isn't a lot of people because it's fucking hot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If they'd seen a white dog running around and thankfully because she's crazy Most people are like, oh, yeah, I have seen a white dog running around. (laughs) Um, And then there's just some random little girl with a stick in a yard, like whacking at a tree or whatever. And I was like, hey, have you seen a white dog around here? She's like, oh, yeah, we have it. And then she just (laughs) led me into her house with her mom. And she's like, here it is. I'm like, that's her. It It wasn't that far away. But I was like, oh, my God. Normally, if she ever gets out, I see her turn a corner. And I'm like, okay, we've got a lead. We've got a lead. This time I had no phone Yeah, Yeah. Where she And it was 100 Ian, degrees out and it was it was fucked. But everyone's Ian's, fine. It's all good.
0: Ian's dog Nettie, is an absolute muscle mommy for one thing. Oh, yeah. she's, she's the sweetest jazzed. dog, but she's just like a fucking beast.
1: And uh that's she, the other thing too, right? Is like thankfully, normally, and the first time she got out, if there's a person outside, normally that's that's that. I'm going to go find a person, the first person I can find. And she's there because she just loves people. And she's like, Mm oh, a friend. Um, But yeah, no one was outside. So it's like, shit, she's going to run forever until she finds somebody. (laughs) 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 Uh, And thankfully, the little one also ran out the first time. And I just yelled at him. And he just like literally laid down. And I was like, oh, no, is he going to pee himself? He's so scared. (laughs) It's like, do not move. And I'm like, he's like, okay." well Well, that was my experience
0: my week was going to mobile alabama
1: discovering party town usa
0: discovering german carnival music which is oh my god it's so delightful it's so good that is
1: party town
0: it's a party town deu i guess um (laughs) but uh yeah mobile alabama was we had this co-worker who lived in jacksonville still owned a house in mobile and then he moved back to mobile supposedly to paint and floor in the house so he could put it on the market and move back full time however um he's been dragging his feet Uh, not because he doesn't want to come back but just because he's lazy you know how people are I'm the same way i'm not throwing stones from a glass house here i get it um But uh, we brought a crew out there to, you know, do the painting and flooring basically in one day, one and a half days uh, Mm -hmm. to make it the whole process easier for them, which was a lot of fun. But in the evenings, we also went to, uh, you know, different restaurants and stuff. It's a cooler city than I ever would have thought. We spent a lot of time in Mobiles gay bar which I would never have thought existed and it was delightful it was three stories Ian Whoa. the first floor had like a billiards room the second floor had like a stage for drag shows and a nice bar and then It had an outdoor seating area, and then there was a whole rooftop bar, which was super cool, except it was, you know, friggin' 98 degrees and humid, so it wasn't pleasant to be out there, but, you know, it's kind of cool, and on the ride, I drove our two German interns in the car, and they introduced me to German carnival music, and it is a delight. It's the most fun I've ever had in my entire life, listening to those songs, so there we go. That's the whole catch-up, and here we are, Uh, you know
1: summer's a weird time that's right um, did you enjoy going under the little tunnel or in the tunnel mobile did you do the that? tunnel that?
0: the tunnel's quite a thing yeah it's uh it's fine i i don't know i'd heard <laughs> about it from i heard about it from well, it's my a friend, obviously it's uh weird that that is like the entry into the city like that's how you get there mm-hmm. um but uh you know it was fine it was it didn't back up traffic. Apparently, that can back up for like an hour because it's such a small tunnel and it's one lane, and you know a lot of people need to that. go through there. But um, it didn't either. The time we went through, so it was like, But yeah, what an experience! What a city! What a place! Ah, Ian, speaking of, um, I don't have it. I'm off my game. I don't have anything.
1: Um, That's okay.
0: Yeah, I don't It'll give have me a mulligan. Anything. I don't have anything, but I could buy anything I wanted to if someone gave me $53 million. And speaking of $53 million, <laughs> there you go. Austin Matthews, America's the pride of America, kind of. I mean, unless you look into his past or his deeds. In any way, he's done deeds, and nobody does, you know. I mean, I know we talk about good deeds, but if you talk about someone's deeds, it sounds bad, right? That's right. Um, But yesterday, Austin Matthews signed a four year, $53 million extension for $13.25 million a season that will kick in next summer. um, And uh, that will make him the highest paid NHL player next year until somebody else signs a bigger contract. Um, and uh I've seen a lot of outrage out of Toronto that this isn't eight years. Would you rather he be gone? Because maybe that was the alternative, you know? Like, For real. I mean, right now, if I was Austin Matthews, I'd be skeptical about Toronto's ability to ever win the Cup, but you're still young enough where you can try. You can try to reload and be part of the project, you know, but what's he going to be when he gets out of this contract? Probably not even
1: – Thirty yet, right? I mean, what is it? He's twenty-five. So yeah, he'll be, so like he'll be thirty.
0: He'll be like twenty-nine or thirty when it ends. Yeah, I um, mean,
1: a guy of that caliber is definitely still going to be quite good. Oh yeah, um, you would think. And so, I mean, he can probably him, still
0: get a full eight year after
1: that. Oh so. yeah, oh easily. They're giving eight years to people that are fucking thirty-three. <laughs> these dumbass GMs,
0: n- nobody good and <laughs> nobody good to begin with.
1: Um, yeah. He'll be, I mean, that's a good deal for him, for sure. Like, you're you're the highest paid NHL player, presumably next season. Um, You, you know, you're a little iffy or I'm a little iffy on like, yeah, Toronto even has it to win the cup. And as I think anyone who's realistic should be, but like at the same time, it gives you a nice little window to see if um, tree living can do anything in those four years to make your team better and, and improve your team in the playoffs and everything but i do think for toronto it's the only thing that he was going to sign it just feels kind of wacky not that they were ever going to not sign him but it just feels kind of wacky because they have so much money <laughs> tied up in all of these players and they still have to sign william nylander uh mm-hmm. i mean they don't have to like he can get to this season without being signed or without being extended because he has this year on his contract. But it's like, I'm sure they want to extend him or trade him for, you know, top value or he's still got a year left to another yeah. team. And it's just like, with what are you going to pay him? I know the thing is like the 10 million mark is the the talking point where it's like, is he going to make 10 million? I'm like, I don't know how you can give him three more million than he's making you guys are already over the cap by like $13 million. And I know some of that's going to be LTIR and and you're going to send some folks down, but it's still like, even then you're probably just making it. You're going to have zero cap room. I don't know, man. I mean, and again, his contract and Matthew's contract uh, don't kick in until next year, but it's just like, it's, it's you're, you're all in, you're as all in as you possibly can be with this roster.
0: Oh Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to get rid of one of Nylander or Marner eventually. I just don't know how those three can be all making 10 plus million. They don't Mm -hmm. have the rest of a team. They did a lot of one-year deals this year to kind of cobble together a full roster. They've got nobody on defense signed beyond uh, 24-25 except for Morgan Riley, who's uh, not that good. Um, He's good. He's fine. Mm -hmm. But he's not a cornerstone defenseman, you know, and so... Um, they obviously don't have a goaltending, um, situation whatsoever. I mean, this team, when you really break down the rock, the roster of the Maple Leafs, they're not a cup contending team. They just aren't built. Like them. they've got a couple of really, really great stars at the top of the lineup, but that's kind of it. Their defense is mid their goaltendings below mid, um, I know we're we're kind of tiptoeing towards our next subject a little bit, I guess. But you know, I mean, you you just look at him. This 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 Matthews thing still though solves the biggest crisis. And again, like if you want to be upset about it, fine. But maybe the alternative was losing him, and would you really have preferred that? I mean, maybe some people out there are crazies and would prefer. You know, you trade them and get just a boatload for them, but whatever that boatload is, it's never going to measure up to what you're actually getting in Austin Matthews. It's never going to make you more of a contender next season. So, um, you know, you got to take the pill and more players should sign shorter term deals. These players are crazy oh, yeah. to sign eight-year deals if they're this good. Why would you ever? I mean, you know, I have to go full like Trevor Bauer and Major league baseball and only sign one year deals, but why wouldn't you sign two, three, four years at a time? You have all the negotiating power. Mm
1: -hmm. If a team
0: says we don't want you unless you sign eight years, you say, All right, see you. You know, like
1: especially when you're just you're just that good. You're just like a generational talent. It's like they're not you can bet on yourself and everyone else can know unless you're, you know, hit with a terrible injury, you're going to perform this well. And become even better it's like why sit there and be like oh i'll just take that amount for the next eight years or whatever especially with the the cap supposed to be going up next year and the year after that and year after that it's like you can don't sit on this i don't know what he would have made if it was eight years but don't do 12.5 for eight years or whatever and then you're missing Mm -hmm. out on all this money because they have all this cap space now um and then too like i think especially for austin matthews you don't know what this team's going to be like in four years I mean they might trade Marner they might trade Nylander like a lot of these guys like you said are on one-year deals like Bertuzzi and Domi and so that team's gonna look different even just next year so Mm -hmm. you have no idea what this team's gonna be like in eight years and god why would you ever want to sign an eight-year deal in freaking Canada man (laughs) it's just it is a fucking death sentence as a hockey player like both yep. for success and just like being kicked in the nuts by the media over and over again absolutely
0: uh so that's enough about austin matthews he made a lot of money he's not going anywhere for now good for them i guess happy for happy for our friends in toronto our one right. friend in toronto he's uh, not actually in toronto correct but he's just a right. toronto fan That's right. um But uh, we've also got, uh, I don't even know, this just came across the wire. I don't know who Isaac Ratcliffe is, but he signed. uh, This just came right into the news. Um, So, you know, get excited. I guess he's 24. So maybe Doug Armstrong thinks this is a real Martin San Luis situation. Um, (laughs) But, you know, yeah,
1: that's six goals, 14 assists, 68 penalty minutes thing that also happened
0: hey we didn't talk about jamie rivers being named play oh that's play right yeah. yeah big snooze for me i mean <laughs> i don't really have i don't really have anything against jamie rivers but it also just felt like we all knew where this was going the whole time and probably no search was done at all and they just waited for the dust to settle until they could hire the cheapest option you know
1: yeah i mean i don't know what the whole deal is still with Valley or whoever the whoever the yeah. f it is that owns them and I'm going to bankruptcy so I do sort of get where it's like well we're not going to like shell out a bunch of money for some big name because they probably don't even want to do business with us and Jamie Rivers is already presumably on some sort of contract with them he'll be fine I just think it's it's a real stark contrast between him and Darren Pang even if you aren't really measuring them on like their analysis talent, but just like on personality alone, it's like a big leap. Um, It kind of reminds me of like when Bernie Frederico was the, the player or the color commentator for a while, where just sort of like, yeah, you're a former player and you have some insight, but also I just don't feel like you're giving me more than the general, like, yeah, he's got to get it in deep there. It's like, yeah, okay, well, that's nice. He could become better. He could, he could learn and, and spread his wings and everything, but yeah, from the fill-ins he was doing like last year when Bang was on TNT and stuff. I was just kind of like Meh. um I was really hoping for, let me think of an old player that could do it. Um, Alexander Steen. There you go. I want David yeah. Perron on freaking color comments. That dude's oh, supposed to be you know, you gotta get up.
0: that you gotta get that buck in the back of the net. Yeah, I can't really do French Canadian. That's
1: one of my that's hard, problems, man. That's hard.
0: You know, okay. Um In any case, that's the news. Uh, I don't have a lot more to talk about in the world of hockey, but we've got a lot to talk about Uh, because, Ian, you mentioned that it's 100 degrees outside, which must mean it's pretty miserable there, which (laughs) is why it's time that we talk about the misery index this is why this is where if we had any production value whatsoever we'd have some kind of theme uh but we don't so you know you're gonna just listen to our voices (laughs) ian ian's prepared these notes for us uh because he's a hard worker and i am a friggin bum uh but in any case how you how you eh, 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 i don't know how to speak anymore how do you want to do this ian do you want to start at the top and move to the bottom that seems like more fun, I think right? so. Bury the crappy teams at the end. Uh, so let's dive right into the... Well, for folks who don't know, for folks who think that we're ripping off some sort of Jamila Jamil situation here and, uh, and uh, stealing her show, I don't think it is, but she stole our idea and that just needs to be very clear to begin with. Uh, we created the Misery Index three or four years ago as a way to measure teams' Um, franchises for their fan base's future hopes and dreams. Um, basically, how miserable is it to be a fan of this team right now? Not over the last 30 years, because then, of course, the Sabres win one every year, but Right now, looking at what you have in house and at the future, how miserable is it to be a team fan of that team? And we do probably put a little more emphasis on the future side of things. Like if you're okay right now, but the next 10 years look really good, that's better to us than if you're decent right now, but the next 10 years look real crappy, you know? So Mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm ready to dive in if you are.
1: I just want to check real quick. Uh, during July 6, 2022, episode of Talk is Jericho podcast titled The Impractical Jokers Appreciation Society, Volcano commented that the show was unceremoniously not renewed by TBS, but they hoped it would come back at some point. This is the uh, Misery Index TV series on TBS. Uh, so we predated them, we post dated them, we number one. Uh, That's right. And they are trash. not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and talk as jericho we're a better podcast than that too so trash yeah,
1: that's right trash. chris jericho has a freaking podcast. of course he does you know i should why am i surprised if you and i have a podcast and i always hear advertisements on other podcasts and to for other crazy ass podcasts why should i should never be surprised I should be like the pope has a podcast i'm like yeah of course he does that's a famous <laughs> person too he would have one it's the one. It's the people that are like James Franco. James Franco's mom has a podcast. I'm like, I'd be like, freaking, fucking, fucking a Franco or whatever. And you're like, wow, okay, yeah, sure, great. I'm sure it's a big hit. I'm sure it's winning all the podcast awards. Anyways, misery index. I
0: <laughs> split
1: splits. You like that transition? No. Um, I split these into three categories and then rank them within those categories, but. You've got your top dogs, you've got your, those are the top, obviously, you got the middle of the pack in the middle there, and then you also have in the doghouse, which would be the 10 most miserable teams, and we'll work our way down. But number one for me, the team I would most want to be a fan of right now, uh, heading into 2022, 2023, 2023, 2024 season, holy fuck, uh, is the New Jersey Devils because I think they are mm. pretty dope. Um, their prospect, <laughs> nice. We're going to go. Their prospect pipelines, uh, as we'll quote throughout this episode, these were the rankings of a team's prospect pool, according to um, – who's the guy on The Athletic? that just literally just left my Scott brain. Scott Wheeler?
0: Not Corey the other Broman? one.
1: Corey Brahman. Um, <laughs> thankfully, he literally put all this stuff out and finished his list like yesterday. So, like, he hooray. Thank you, Corey. Um, Corey's a big fan of the misery
0: index, not the Jamila Jamil version.
1: (laughs) You wouldn't specify. Um, And cap (laughs) space is just like most cap space, to least cap space doesn't necessarily indicate that your team is doing better or worse. I mean, lots of really terrible teams are like high in the cap space ranking because they have a lot, but it does generally lend to you being able to do more with your team and not being stuck with possibly really shit team. But the New Jersey Devils prospect pipeline is fourth. Their cap space or like cap space that they have open is 12th. So they have the 12th most cap space. Um, and that's right, team, folks, because nobody
0: actually has more cap space than any other team except the Toronto
1: Maple Leafs. That's right. They, <laughs> they make it up as they go. Um, or or we'll get to another team after this. It also makes up their cap space as they go. Sure. Uh, New Jersey Devils, they're the bell of the ball, I think. Uh, they have a great young core. Supplemented with some solid experienced players they got timo meyer in there now um who timo? well he didn't have a, a great playoffs i think he's going to be a really big deal for them in the 82 game season uh they may have been bounced in the second round last year but after the experience um i'm expecting great things from them this year i mean i gotta look at their where are they i want to look at their roster real quick I should be able to He's find Looking him. at
0: their roster, baby. New Jersey.com slash team slash
1: devils. <laughs> they they, they need that. Going. Timo Myers, I mentioned. You've got Nico Heischer, obviously. You've got Jack Hughes. You've got Jesper Brock. Mark Brodeur. is there. Scott
0: Niedermeyer.
1: <laughs> Andre Palat, Tyler Toffoli. Like, this is a pretty stacked team at Zach forward.
0: Crazy, I'm pretty sure.
1: Dougie Hamilton on defense doggie you, know, you forget
0: about Dougie that's right
1: you know their their defense isn't like spectacular but you have luke hughes coming in for the full season goaltending could be a little iffy just between vanacek and schmied like you've
0: got luke hughes and simon nimich coming in pretty soon right
1: oh that's right that's right yeah that's so, probably what's adding to this fourth ranked prospect pipeline once he's out of there they're going to be straight down to 30th um that's fine though they'll be stud man Dougie Hamilton signed for another five years damn I just think this is a team that like there's a chance that they regress because for a long time they haven't been overly good but from what they showed last year and what they showed in the playoffs and how they played the New York Rangers in the first round like I just think that they are a a team that's poised to do even more yeah Uh, that was great what do you think of the Devils
0: yeah, I mean, I think um, I think there's a couple of teams you could put right at the top, but everything you said is certainly true. They have a good case for having the best forward group um, or top six in hockey, and it's a young top six, too. You know, those are guys who are 24, 25, 26, not, um, not 30, 31, 32. Um, their defense, like you said, isn't amazing, um, but it's got young talent coming through. Um, and you know, they're gonna be a lot of fun for a while. I think their big concern is just gonna be goaltending. Um, hard to know if Akira Schmid is gonna be the answer in goal. Uh, mm-hmm. one would have to assume that he's probably not, and that that was a bit of a flash in a pan situation. Um, this is a team that certainly might look at Connor Hellebuck, but I would probably steer away from giving a goalie a long-term contract and just let your big players be really good and let mm-hmm. your Akira Schmieds be your Akira Schmieds. But, yeah, they're a lot of fun. Um, and probably one of my favorite non-Boyos teams to kind of watch and monitor right now.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, they're just a fun young team. I mean, you have Jack Hughes is only 22 and looks as good as he does. I mean, I know for a while people were like, is he going to be you know, worthy of being that – uh, number one pick in 2019, and it took him a couple of years, but also he was playing as an 18-year-old. So if he looks this good at 22, I just think it's it's full steam ahead for him. Um, I just love their top six. I think it's such a great team that they've managed to put together through last year's um, trade deadline. It's it's pretty outstanding, and being able to get a full season of these guys in um, there with Lindy Ruff is going to be pretty cool.
0: For sure, uh, Ian. I'd normally do a switch back and forth sort of thing, but you've uh, you've written these notes for the next team so well that I'd like you to take advantage of this one,
1: please. If you don't I mind. will. So number two, uh, who I thought about putting number one just because it always feels like it should go this way, but I wanted to be uh, I wanted to be crazy. Um, is the Vegas Golden Knights? Their prospect pipelines, 26, their cap space is 28th cap space for them. Doesn't really matter. We'll get to that. While the golden Knights might have a weak prospect pipeline and not much cap space to speak of who gives a shit. They certainly don't. They never have. And they just won the cup. And you can say, but what about it doesn't matter. This team could maneuver its way out of the Minotaur's maze to another cup easily. Like it doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't seem to matter What sort of cap shenanigans they get themselves into, what cap troubles they manage to stumble upon. It's they just kind of move somebody out because somebody wants that player and they move some new shiny player in and it works. It's been working. I'm waiting for it to not work because it seems like at some point they're gonna move somebody in that just does not fit their culture, just really messes with that whole team, but Petrangelo's worked, Eichel's worked, Stones worked, like they've all worked so far. And they have a cup to show for, for it. Their future in terms of like their again, their cap space and their prospect pool. Like it could be better. It is a little rough, especially given the fact that they've traded a lot of their first their first round picks away. And even the picks that they've made with their first round picks, like when they started out, those guys are all gone. So when they do hit the skids, it's going to be tough sledding for them, but I just think with the way this team is set up and the contracts they have um, for some of these players being pretty long-term, I think that they're just going to be a team that's going to be contending for the next handful of years here. I mean, I'm really happy for Bruce Cassidy, you know, fired last summer in his own living room by Don Sweeney. And now he's a cup champ. Like he seems like a really good coach for them. Bill Foley Mm -hmm. as an owner, is annoying he's kind of an annoying old man but um he doesn't seem like a mean old man which is which is a plus but he's willing to do what it takes to win uh same with their gm kelly mccrimmon like i think they're a nice one to punch. Kelly criminal more like <laughs> that's right with these signings kelly <laughs> slashing <laughs> signings just slashing um i don't know i i flip flop between them vegas being first or second, or third, but I had to put them top three, especially because they won the Cup, and it feels like if they won the Cup next year, I wouldn't be like, what? You can't win two Cups in a row. I think especially given the fact that uh, you know the Penguins have done it in the recent past, and then even more recently, the Lightning have done it. It's just like, I don't know that I can write off a team and be like, well, they won last year, so they can't win this year. It's like, well, I've seen it happen twice now in the last 10 years. Yeah, they and... might
0: actually have a goalie anyone's heard of this year, too. hey yo
1: that's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they did that all with what's his name, Aiden Hill. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess they did it with a bunch of them, but they did it with no real starting goalie. Um, I just want—I
0: just want to say before we move on to the next team hmm. here—that uh, copy read a lot more interesting on paper than Ian delivered it. So oh, sorry, sorry. Aiden <laughs> for not. <just> <laughs> That's why he's the writer and I'm
1: the. Talent. I'm more. I'm more of the written word, <laughs> even though I, I don't telling- write. Oh you're kidding personal. that was
0: delightful. that was delightful and you're the best. We love you. everybody loves you. Say it, everybody. you're you gonna hear everybody saying it all the cats. <laughs> it. You, in in the case of this podcast, you are literally the cat's meow oh, no. <laughs> got it. <him. laughs> all right, folks. so what yeah, a word I mean, I, Smith. I echo everything you say about the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I tend to hate them a little bit, but they do it. And they do it pretty well, so They're a great good on them. That's right, Colorado Avalanche. Um, much like Vegas, Colorado doesn't have a very good prospect prospect pool. At 25th, and they don't have much cap space at 29th, but they do have McKinnon, uh Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr. Um, they have uh ranton in, in the fold, and they possibly have a lot of cap relief wow uh, in the Landis Cog situation. Um, that's hard to know exactly where that ends, and it, it is a big question mark because if it's he true. does try to come back and then just isn't himself but he's their captain so they have to kind of like give that could get ugly um but they're definitely positioned to make a run at the Cup for years to come. They made the um, they made some interesting moves this summer, including the Johansson trade, getting him for half off, Colton Ross trade, uh, the Miles Wood long-term signing. I mean, they've got brought some people in here. Um, Andrew Cagliano still there, so you know that. that's good. Jonathan Drew. It's going to be weird watching this team next season. You're going to hear a name and be like, huh? He's on oh, them? Yeah. You know, and I think like, it's going to be one of those situations. But uh, the defense is as good as it gets pretty much anywhere, Byron. McCarr, Gerard, Josh Manson, Devin Taves, unreal. Devin Taves is unreal. They need to throw money at him to keep him. Um, and, uh, you know, Georgiev, I think, is fine. They're another one of these teams. You can see a theme here. These top teams are just not that worried about having some kind of elite goaltender. They're just letting the chips fall where they may and picking a guy who's pretty good to put him behind a stout defense. And, uh, you know, he's, he's uh, they're letting it. Rock and it's working for him. Um, Cronky is the owner of this team, so that sucks. But apparently, for teams that he doesn't want to move, he usually keeps his hands pretty much off, uh, as an owner. So, you know, that's cool. And Joe Sackick and Gerard Bedner seem to be a pretty good combination in the front office. Uh, so yeah, Avalanche remain in good position. No p- surprise there. Anything you'd like to say about them,
1: Ian? No, as I was gonna say, they're just another. Cup favorite. A lot of these teams, I think in these top 10 is just a team that you wouldn't be surprised if they went deep in the playoffs or won the cup. And obviously the Avalanche having won just a couple years ago, it's no surprise that they're still very good.
0: A lot of these teams in the top 10 are a team. Um, yeah. All right. You want to move on to the Edmonton Oilers?
1: Yeah. Edmonton, uh, I have placed here as number four their prospect pipeline unsurprisingly not very good 28th cap space 23rd that'll happen when you got some guys locked up long-term to a lot of money um i'd possibly put edmonton lower than this but i'd still leave them this top dog group because Connor mcdavid and leon dreisaitl and that's pretty much I enough the said
0: players in the world
1: yeah uh they do need to find a way to improve their defense and goaltending but if they can do that then you know here come the cups i would i've wavered like I said I still think they're in this group because I would obviously love to have McDavid and Dreisaitl on my team and regardless of what you had around them it might be frustrating as a fan of that team to watch your team make the playoffs and then not go very far given those you have those two talents on your team but I also just think that I would take that every day and just roll the dice and see what your front office can do every offseason to try and supplement those two guys um Speaking of their front office, Ken Holland, I'm not very high on him as a GM, but I don't think he's going to be their GM for much longer. I think they've always talked about how he's like close to retirement. Um, Jay Woodcroft, he's a fine coach. He's adequate. Um, again, they could probably find somebody better, but I also feel like they've had a coaching carousel up in Edmonton, so it feels like just stick with somebody who's working well for, with your team, and Jay Woodcroft is, so don't change it. Edmonton. You know, it's one of those teams where I just feel like they're always going to be in top 10 as long as they have Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, unless one of those guys leaves and or they've had them for so long. We're talking about this in like four or five years and nothing has changed. It's like, well, now it is miserable, even if you have McDavid and Draisaitl. but things are looking a little more up for them. I feel like they have a hump in the playoffs that they can definitely conquer
0: yeah absolutely i mean they seem to have trouble getting over that hump but um they i think they will eventually i don't know if they've got the defense and goaltending issues um so hard to know for sure but um you know they've got the two best players in the world pretty mm-hmm. pretty inarguably so I know we just talked about the Maple Leafs and said, well, they're just a top heavy team, but you know, I would take these two over those three pretty much any day. So, um, let's move on to Dallas, I guess, uh, 17th in the prospect pipeline, still some good talent there. Thomas Harley is still coming up. Um, some other players that I know they're pretty high on their 22nd cap space. Um, They transitioned really well from the old guard to the new Ben and Sagan are getting older, uh, but both had kind of rebound seasons last year. And they've got, you know, some young stars and Jason Robertson, Rupe Hens, Wyatt Johnson, uh, Miro Haskin and Thomas Harley, Jake Ottinger, those guys um really showing how important it is to draft Well, um you know some of that is chance and everything but none of those guys I mean I think Haskin was a fourth overall pick but most of the rest of them were mid-round picks or or not even first round picks and you know they still have a whole new group of stars um and then Joe Pavelski the timeless the eternal this dude I think is making a case for the hall of fame for himself for just being like the most consistent man in the history of hockey Uh, they're very good Jake Ottinger's uh, the best goaltender by far of any of the teams we've discussed so far Um, and I think they will probably win a cup here in the next three or four years pretty confidently they'll have to get rid of Pete DeBoer to do that obviously but um, you know that could still happen. Um, Jim Nill's very good. Pete DeBoer is Pete DeBoer. Um, he'll get them to the conference final this year. Have a poor start the next year and be fired. Life is a flat circle, <laughs> says Ian. And you're not wrong. Uh, that's the Pete DeBoer story. And you know what? It's justified because suck it, Pete DeBoer, you suck. Um, I don't know why I was in him so much. I think it was the whining about the officiating with the sharks and blues in the series where they got the hand pass and then he later whined about calls going against his team. And I was just like, bro, you know, oh, like, yeah. bro, like be self-aware a little bit, bro. I called him bro a lot because we're bros, you know? So anyway, I was like, bro, don't do that, bro. And, um, that's how he got his name, Peter bro. Uh, but in any <laughs> case, yeah, I mean a really, really good team here. Um, doesn't hurt that the that that color combo is sick, nasty, um, and uh, yeah. I don't have a, i i I find myself kind of liking the stars. I don't want to. I know they're a division rival. I know they're coached by Pete DeBoer, but they're just a team, fully young talent team. You just gotta admire the talent on that roster.
1: It's true. I I find them a fun team, despite the fact, like, I uh, pardon me, to, Wants to not like the Stars. I mean, they're in our division and all, but. Because they're the Dallas Stars. That's right. Gross. Um, That's but a they're... sustainable thing about them. Yeah, between that and the um, the bang guy up the glass, like, it's, there's a lot to hate about Dallas Stars fans. I'll put it to you that way. Um, after the Dallas Stars, I have the Seattle Kraken. Their prospect pipeline is ninth, their cap space is 13th. The Seattle Kraken bounced back spectacularly spectacularly from their extremely underwhelming better first season in the NHL. That word,
0: that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> i got him
1: i say they did much better than the first year uh they made the playoffs for the first time and they went all the way to game seven of the second round they were a score by committee team last year and they'll be a score by committee team this year too but it works and they're a fun team to watch with the likes of uh veneers mccann gord everly done if grubauer can stay decent in net and they have a shot to make some real noise this year also the addition of a hungry shane Wright could be huge for this team was he he played a couple games or he played like a handful of games and he was getting like i mean i
0: think he started there and then went oh
1: yeah and then did really well in coachella valley i mean they made it to the to the ahl finals and i think lost like Hershey. um I believe in George McPhee to make this team even better in the coming years with a prospect pool already in the top 10 in the league. They should be able to be, uh, at very least, keep this level of of success rolling. Um, is a decent coach. I feel like they could definitely improve behind the bench, but if they keep playing like they did last year, I will gladly eat my words. They're a team that, much like the Devils, um, just kind of surprised this year like I thought they'd be better but I didn't think they'd be this good. Um, and so maybe they they come back down to earth a little bit and maybe teams have scouted them a little bit better. But I do think that they're still a team, especially in, a, I don't know, I still think it's a relatively weak Pacific division that they're in. I mean, you can wipe up against the likes of the Ducks and the, uh, I came the coyotes. like Coyotes. <laughs> Sucks. The, the Ducks sharks. and the Sharks calgary i don't know what the heck's going on with calgary anymore vancouver like there's four teams you're clearly better than um Uh and i like the seattle kraken i mean i think a lot of people do their the shiny new toy i would love to be a fan of them i am a fan of them but you know they're not they're not basic you know they're not my main my main stand. Um,
0: your main squeeze
1: my main squeeze like the kids say no cap uh, no cap for me, thanks.
0: You know how the kids are with their no caps and they That's love right. to say no cap. It's they
1: say cool that, but I cap. see so many people wearing hats. So, you know, I don't They're understand. So,
0: whoa, they got him. You got him.
1: <laughs> Skewered kids. Um, yeah, I, love, I, I like everything about the Kraken. Uh, especially those sick jerseys especially those sick away yeah. jerseys yeah, 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 i'm yeah, excited yeah, 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 to see yeah, 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 their yeah, yeah, yeah. winter classic jerseys
0: oh they're probably gonna so disappointed i'm just oh I'm, actually I'm,
1: did they they didn't come out with them did they but i think there was like a rumor that they're going to be very seattle metropolitan based, uh, which i get but it's uh, sort of like yeah uh, yeah uh, <laughs>
0: Do something wacky and fresh and funky that I could get down with. And go no, now they're
1: now they're a real NHL team, though. You know what I mean? Like this is uh-huh. what NHL teams do they they just reference uh, old stuff all the time. So they have come full circle. They're part of this league now. But is I think there
0: is George McPhee there now.
1: Yeah, he's their GM. No, George McFee. Ron, uh, uh, Ron Francis. Right? I don't know why I get those two confused. <laughs> i
0: was like real confused no, you're for right. a second. I'm not trying to be a dick and
1: call you. Out I literally the they probably if I'm don't trying to do that, that. you'll so know. George McPhee. looks like that. Ron Francis. Okay, they don't. Look, they they have completely different hair colors, um, <laughs> but they both have big noses because they're old. Well, there men. you go.
0: Yeah, that's that explains it. That's why they got mixed up. That's just big friggin' noses. Hey George, you got a big nose. So you know that's what he says to people. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> Carolina Hurricanes are they too high? Maybe they're. Are they good? No, maybe <laughs> are they the new Blues, the new San Jose Sharks? Maybe they're always in the playoff mix. They don't ever make it. I'm so sick of this team. Honestly, I, I, I hate the Carolina Hurricanes. I really do. I'm, I, I don't want to like that deep within me that feels wrong. Like I want to like this team. I want to see them succeed. But I'm just so sick of hearing about how this team is great and will be Cup champions one day. And then not only do they fall apart each year, but they fall apart spectacularly. Um, they're an incredibly deep team. They should be able to break through. They just extended Aho. They added Orlov on the back end for two years. That was a great deal. Michael Bunting is a great addition. Uh, they still have Slavin, Pes- Pesci, and Burns. Um, they should be good. And They've got Svechnikov, Neches, uh, Jarvis, Kotkinemi, Jordan Stahl. It's great. It's great. Uh, but the goaltending is just okay. Uh, Anderson, Freddie Anderson is fine. Ronta is- line, that uh, they can be fine in the playoffs. That'll give them a shot. Tom, uh, Tom Dunden is willing to hold his ground when it comes to spending too much money uh, on certain players, uh, which can be good, but he's a bit too hands-on um, as an owner. There's Rob Brindamore, who I think most people would say is probably the best coach uh, or certainly one of the best coaches in the game right now up there with Bruce Cassidy, John Cooper, um i would say probably that's the the golden triumvirate at the top chair and maybe um mm-hmm. but uh you know it's it's just got to boil down to success with this team they're still young they're still very flexible they've got a, young, a lot of talent cap space excuse me for yawning but they just got to win al davis a said a best, team. just win baby win you know um, and we'll have to see if they can do it. Anything you want to add about the Hurricanes?
1: Uh, I mean, I agree with you. They are a they are kind of a boring team. They are the the get over the hump team. The weird hump for them is the conference finals of all things. Like they got swept by the Bruins in 2019. They made it there last year. Did they get swept by the Panthers? I think yeah, they did. I think so they, apparently, they, you they can't they win. Spectacularly, every time you can't win in the conference finals, but at the same time, I look at that team and I there's not a lot I would change about them. Like, I still think they have a really good core, their defense is solid. Like, the goaltending, I guess, is the thing I would change, but like, they're like you said, their coach and Brendan Moore is really good. Um, so it's hard, it's just one of those things where it's like you kind of just have to like run it back a little bit and see if you can make. Make but how long is that an
0: option? Ian?
1: Uh, I don't know for did a you while. You're Carolina. The, Did you just yeah. say
0: make the soup work? Aww. Yeah, oh, what not? He folks, he's using my analogies now. That's so cute. Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, I agree with you, but make it work. Got to be full meal, they're always going right. for that they're always going for that clear soup you know that you get it like sushi oh, mm-hmm. and ter- which i love it but oh, it's not I, a meal.
1: oh i love that's um, like a
0: little less like a lot appetizer, appetizer well i mean yeah that's
1: why they give it to you like that
0: yeah yeah but i mean it tastes delicious but then when it's gone it's like i could drink 16 more of those
1: <laughs> whatever you went to that and that's all you want to do can i just have more miso soup get you yeah. do a big bowl no 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 no. i just want a little bowl and then i want and i don't want a bunch of little bowls just i one do little love bowl at a i time. do love
0: those soup spoons that they have that why aren't oh, those yeah. common everywhere anyway uh the tampa bay lightning interesting situation for tampa bay looks like they might be on the downswing finally uh but they've been so good um and So long. I don't think this era of the team probably has another cup in it, Um, but they went to three in a row and won two of those. So, uh, you know. What are you going to say? You're going to call them terrible yet? They still presumably have a great coach and great management. Maybe they need a couple of years and can reload. Uh, They still have one of the best goaltenders in the world. They still have superstar players in Kucherov, Stamkos, uh, Victor Hedman, uh, Vasilevsky, obviously, um, Braden Point. I mean, God, they've still got so much talent. Um, But you'd have to think that they're
1: pretty close to – not
0: If not rebuilding, at least reloading in a significant way. And, uh, you know, that's why they're a little farther down here.
1: Yeah, definitely a team that's in that weird spot. Um, I guess you could almost sort of compare them a bit to like a Pittsburgh Penguins or a Washington Capitals, but I still think like Tampa Bay is still a top contending team and can still possibly win a cup with the score. I do think they are going to have to... Work around the edges a bit because they don't have that same depth that they had uh for their two cup wins or even their last cup run. Um, they definitely don't have the third and fourth line that they did before. So if you still have Braden Point and you've got Steven Samkos, you've got Nikita Kucherov, um Hedman, Sergachev, obviously Vasilevsky in that, like you can work around those guys and see what you can get, get done. And I think Breeze boss seems like a pretty good GM. So I think it's, it's definitely possible, but even having said that, a lot of these guys are getting older um, and have had a lot of, a lot of hard miles on them now after like some really deep cup runs. So I'd still, yeah, I still think they're a possible cup contender, but it does feel like a team that if they take a couple steps back, they're definitely sliding down the misery index um, pretty quickly. And then you go across the state, cross Stevens, great state, to uh the florida panthers that's
0: for a second i was like what do i have to do with these two teams and i was like oh that's right a lot
1: their uh, prospect pipeline is 23rd eyes at someone in the doorway their cap space is 26th but he has blinked twice if there's a burglar in your (laughs) (laughs) house now my dog's licking my feet Uh, can you hear that can you pick that up oh he loves it Are my feet that dirty there's no uh,
0: t- tongue ASMR going on. There. That's right. Is it Frankie?
1: Oh yeah, he
0: loves what looking up? the feet. What
1: up, little Frank? Frankie, go eat re- real food. Sorry, I've been I've become I've become distracted because the Florida Panthers aren't that good. No, they're actually they're actually quite uh, they're quite decent. They won the best loser award last year, being bounced in the Stanley Cup Finals by Vegas. Uh, the uh-huh. Panthers are poised to be good for the next while with a roster made up of Matthew Kachuk, Sam Bennett, Sam Reinhardt, Carter Verhage, Aaron Ekblad, Brandon Montour. The real question is, can Bobrovsky keep this past spring's performance up, or will he turn back into a pumpkin? And if anything, you look at his history, he's really a year on, year off, uh, with sometimes even a, a couple of years off in between the ons. So I wouldn't be betting money that he's going to be amazing this year but then you got to see if uh spencer knight can step in and take the net after last year i think Zito is a good gm i think paul Maurice remains a good coach for now he's he's getting up there he's coached an awful lot but he he seemed up for the task in florida after having the hockey love beat out of him by the Winnipeg jets so uh-huh, you know uh-huh. I they're they're an interesting team like teams have definitely passed them I feel like in terms of just like interest or how good they are say like the Dallas Stars or the um, New Jersey Devils but like I still think Florida is a good team and they've proven that they can win the playoffs they seem like they're built for the playoffs with guys like Kachuk and and Montour and Bennett like they are going to pulverize you and they have enough talent that they can at least outscore you here and there uh, to win games. And they won two series like that. I mean, they won three series like that. They got a sweep. Um, They won their first finals game ever in franchise history. I still think they're a good team. I just wonder, um, I wonder if they can do it again, I guess they can make the playoffs. I just wonder if they can make a sort of deep run like that again, or if they're going to be figured out after all eyes were on how they were were playing some of these teams in those series yeah i
0: think it's a fair question and i think we'll have to see i think um it'll be interesting to know if they were real or fake last year because i think that's a little bit up in the balance um they could move either way on this list pretty quickly i think they obviously still have a lot of talent that's not too old matthew kachuk still a superstar and a very young superstar at that but uh You know, they got to prove it a little bit. And speaking of teams that have to prove it, it's the Buffalo Sabres at 10th. But why? Um, And uh, the answer is this team's already on the upswing in a big way, and they still have one of the best prospect pipelines in the league. Um, Tage Thompson is a stud and has a long career ahead of him. Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power are leading their back end, uh, which is ridiculous. Devin Levi and Nat, he's a Jedi, uh, I've heard, because people won't shut up fuck up about it (laughs) jesus christ this league this is is there's anything (laughs) if there's fucking anything remotely cool or unique they just run it into the ground i've never even seen devin levi play and i know about his stupid little stretch routine which is fine it's fine no problem i don't have any problem with it um but uh yeah it's uh it's rough and um Anyway, uh, that's the situation. <laughs> I have there. no problem, but, though. Hey, they've got a lot of other talents. Dylan Cousins, Jack Quinn, uh, Benson, Paterka, Coolidge, other guys on their way. Um, but uh, you could argue they might be a little bit higher. But the fa- fact of the matter is they haven't proven much of anything. Yet. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Lots of talent. This could be the year they shoot up um, and, uh, you know, get really high, but, um, they got to prove it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just think with how much there is there, how much there there is there that they could really shoot up even higher this up this list, even higher, but it's just like, again, you have to make the playoffs and you have to show that you've improved. But I think between them and some of the other teams that are even in their division, the senators, the red wings, I still feel like they are the closest to like breaking into the playoffs and the closest to like going on a, stretch run even the regular season you know winning a bunch and and looking pretty fun to follow um and I mean with the third least cap space or the third least amount of cap spent and like you have a prospect pipeline that's third like that's a team that's set up for the future too and has a lot of room to maneuver granted you're going to have guys like Rasmus Dahlin um that's going to be up next summer you're gonna have, uh, I think you're even gonna have Owen Power that's gonna be up next summer. So like, some of this money is definitely gonna get spent. But those are two amazing players that you want to hold on to, and especially Dalien's proven that he's can be a number one defenseman in this league. So I'm I'm high on the Buffalo Sabers.
0: Absolutely, I think everybody is. They just have to show. Remember,
1: remember when we put them at the bottom? Miles. I'm pretty sure they that's were right. at the bottom for at least for one of ours. Years, is
0: this what we forgot them from once, or was that a division? Preview? No, that's division, that division preview.
1: Yikes! That was a long time um, ago, but we didn't forget them again. So we have we, indeed. Improved. We
0: are getting better.
1: That's true. We are getting better.
0: She, she just have a really luck. She's beautiful, but she's dying. <laughs> she's gonna get better. Promise. All right, middle of the pack. This is a mix of teams that are playoff teams, uh, but we're not sure that they can get over the hump and bubble playoff teams that are rebuilding the right way or maybe the wrong way as we get closer to the bottom. Ian, let's mow through this list. Rapid fire style.
1: However. Oh, yeah, some of these are just boring teams. Nobody
0: cares about these teams. We got the LA Kings. Their prospect pile plunge 20th. Their cap space is, is 18th. To me, a ton of this team's future hinges on whether or not the Dubois trade pans out out. They loaded up for one guy, and while they gave a lot, I don't think they gave up anything that they're necessarily going to regret giving up, um, but having André Kopitar at 36, Kevin Piala, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Phil Deneau as your top four forwards and paying them a combined $29 million for at least the next three years feels pretty mid to me um so hmm. uh that's a big question mark for them they don't have the goaltending sorted out did they retain corpus is that their plan um is that i think he didn't he go somewhere did else he, did he go elsewhere yeah they've got phoenix copley and cam talbot as their two goalies Uh-oh. Uh, so that's concerning they have ivan Provorov retained salary that must have flipped him right they were part of that deal yeah he um, went
1: to columbus
0: so yeah, I mean, just a lot going on here that's real suspect and questionable, and uh, that's all I got to say. I think, I think they, sh- I personally think they screwed up their rebuild and are probably going to have to re-rebuild in some ways. It would again?
1: Um, yeah, I think they they've definitely stalled a bit. They jumped in the playoffs two years ago, and it looked like full speed ahead. They jumped through their rebuild years pretty quick, and now it kind of feels like they maybe jump the shark a bit um i don't know we'll see i think you're right a lot of it does hinge on like dubois being their second line center who's eventually going to start taking over more and more minutes from Anze kovatar so we'll have to see i think them and this next team the new york rangers um are kind of jump the shark yeah i think they're both kind of in the same spot where they're like they're still good teams um but yeah, have they fucked up their rebuild too? Like, are they a team that is scored, like scores a lot and has Shosturkin back there? And, but when the scoring dries up, there's just nothing you can do that, you know, you're just going to get scored on. That's what happened um, against New Jersey Devils. Like, they weren't able to figure out that team. New Jersey actually played pretty good defense and nobody on this team could score anymore. I mean, Panarin didn't really show up all that much, if at all, in the playoffs. Uh, same with um Zabana Jad. Like there's some guys that have been there for a long time that just did not look good in the playoffs and down the stretch. And then Trochec and Goudreau contracts are rough. Um otherwise they're they're in okay shape. I mean, Cap Space 19th least spent or whatever, but they you know they're kind of middle of the pack there. Um, you just have to wonder too about like what's there? I can't remember his first name, but Lafreniere. Uh,
0: Lafreniere and Kaka are the
1: big yeah. question marks on this team. That's like, can they pull a
0: Tage Thompson and become relevant in their fourth <laughs> or fifth season? Maybe, and if they do, this team changes in a significant way, but you just don't is, have. Is
1: going to be the first bust since nail Yakupov? So might
0: be, he really might be, which is crazy to think about. Uh, we talked about. Toronto Maple Leafs earlier, they are 32nd in cap space. They're actually negative 39th in cap space. (laughs) Um, Their prospect pipeline is dead as a doornail. Uh, We talked about them at the top, so I don't even really need to rehash this. They're a top-heavy team. They don't have goaltending. They don't really have defense. Uh, and they haven't won a cup since 67. They've got infinite pressure on their uh, roster to do that. They escaped the playoffs this summer. Um, they escaped the first round of the playoffs only to get bludgeoned in the second round. Um, and they got a new uh, GM as a result. Uh, I don't like their GM. Their coach isn't very good. And I don't think they're a serious contender at the p- moment. So that's my take on the Maple Leafs. Anything you want to add? I, I agree. All right. Wonderful. I concur. The Minnesota Wild, a little bit better situation. Tenth in the prospect pipeline, twelfth in cap space. Uh, I do think Bill Guerin's been pretty good in that role up there. Uh Dean Evison, you know, he's fine, I guess. He's all right. I have opinions on him one way or the other. Um, they've got a lot of a lot of talent. Uh obviously Carol Kapra's very very, very good. Um, Matthew Baldy, really good. Um, You know, Joel Eriksson is good. Marcus Foligno, um, some of those players they've got. Marco Rossi coming up, hopefully making an impact. Their defense is still pretty good, but they have lost Dumba. Uh, Philip Gustafson seems like a solid answering goal for the time being. They have both of those buyouts. Uh, which are weighing down their cap space by 15 million the next two years, but those will go off, you know, largely after that, it'll be a, a combined like 1.5 for the rest of those. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'll be for like 10 years after that, but it'll still be gone, you know, for the most part. Right. Um, this is just kind of a mid team. I don't have a lot more to say about them. You know, they're just kind of there and I don't think they have the money to really compete. Um this year, but uh you know they could they could get their way there, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean I would agree. I think that they're 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 pretty mid as you can come, like they'll make the playoffs probably, and then again be bounced in the first or second round. Um, and they've got fun players there, but they're not really gonna be contenders until two years from now or make any headway because they just have that 15 million against their cap this year, next year. Um, it's pretty mm-hmm. amazing that they've been able to put together like a decent team with that in the way, because uh, once that's freed up and the cap goes up, they can make some pretty big signings. So we'll see what happens with them in the future. I'd say the Winnipeg Jets are also very much in that same category of just being like very mid. Um, I would have put them further down, honestly, if they hadn't traded Blake Wheeler or hadn't traded Pierre-Luc Dubois, because they were pretty freaking miserable. But Wheeler's gone. Dubois wouldn't traded. They have uh, Velarde, Ayafalo, and Kupari coming in from the uh, LA Kings. So I think kind of like how a lot hinges on Dubois and LA, I think a lot hinges on those three kind of having impact, especially Ayafalo and Velarde um, this year for the Jets. So we'll see how it goes. But again, a team that maybe they make the playoffs, wouldn't be shocked, but I'd also wouldn't expect much from them. Um, And then not to be super homer, or anything like that so let's see this is 12 la king was were la kings were 11 12 13 14 15 16 yeah i put them dead center (laughs) i didn't mean to put the blues dead center but i did (laughs) um our prospect pipeline was ranked 18th our cap space is 17th we're about as mid as you can get and this team really is sort of like i mean well we've talked about plenty. So I don't even know that we got to go into it, but you know, the defense issues, you know, the potential goaltending issues and you know, that the forward group can kind of swing either way, right? Like it could be a a great group of guys that could not work out. And then we're free from Kapanen and Vrana. So you, and you've got Hayes in there. It's just like, to me, I would expect any other fan of any other team to look at the blues and be like, yeah, just they seem fine. Like, yeah, I would expect them to think exactly what I think of the Winnipeg Jets. I'm like, yeah, they're not the greatest, but they're not like the worst. So, okay. <laughs> and, that, and that would be yeah. it. That's fair. Um, And that's boring. Big- and that's why we're angry.
0: And that pretty much defines the Calgary Flames perfectly as well. <laughs> a team that made the Matthew Kachuk trade and then Jonathan Huberdeau fell apart. You have to assume he bounces back some this season. Um, you have
1: to assume, right? Yeah. They've got a new goal to. or they got a new uh, coach coach. Yeah. They don't have old man Muppet face.
0: Mackenzie Weger
1: um, is in
0: there now as well. And he's been solid. He was okay last year, I think, but um, you know, Markstrom, is Markstrom going to be good? Is Huberdo going to be good? Those are kind of the big questions. What difference is the coach going to make? I certainly think this team is a team that could surprise a lot of people because maybe the Sador Sador effect was just that negative, you know, and just that taxing on a lot of players that um, are going to kind of have the monkey off their backs a little bit, so to speak. But um They've got to prove it on the ice to be really excited. They need a new stadium. They're going to constantly be talking about relocating until they get a new stadium. That's not fun for fans. <laughs> um, they've got a new GM. Uh, who was it? I don't even. Oh, it's uh, it's what's his name? Craig Conroy. Yeah. Um, which is you know I always it's always something to me where it's like this GM sucks. Um, but what if we got his top lieutenant yeah. as our next
1: GM? <laughs> He's know, learned like... nothing. He's <laughs> learned everything he knows from this GM. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's I always like... like too when they're like, so now the Leafs are looking. When they look for defensive help, they're definitely looking at the Calgary Flames. Like, yeah, great. wow, yeah, of course. Shocker!
0: How creative. Anyway, um, you know, mid enough, I guess. Yeah. Ottawa Senators, a lot of the Canada teams here in a row. I can't seem to get over the hump. They've got all the talent. Um, they've got guys like Stutzla, Brady Kachuk, um, Shabbat, some other guys that are real stars. They just need to put it together. They're in a brutal division. I mean, I'm I'm certain they would have been a playoff team in most divisions last year, but Atlantic is tough, um, and they're going to have to unseat a king to get that done. Um, anything you want to add about Ottawa?
1: No, I'd just say, yeah, that they're one of these teams and we're kind of getting to a few, we'll get to a few rebuilders, but a few teams that have been in rebuilds for a while now and it's kind of like sort of getting to their shit or get off the pot where it's like, Uh okay, you've been, you've pretty much have been in the devil situation the last three or four years of like, you should be good, you should be making some noise and you're not. And I agree, um, the centers are in like a really tough division, but it is kind of like, well, it's just sort of how you what you draw as you got to try and be at least better than the sabers and you're not so i don't know man right. um chicago blackhawks next their prospect pipeline is second they should huh?
0: deserve they don't deserve to be this
1: high. oh yeah they don't deserve to be this obviously um you know in terms of us being fans and wanting to be fans of another team they're dead last but uh that's right their second prospect pipeline second in cap space Obviously, they're in the midst of a rebuild, but they have a lot of good players. In fact, probably the best player in Connor Bedard. I can't say that I am not a little jealous of Chicago Blackhawks fans. It is kind of fun when your team is in a rebuild and you have some really, really nice prospects moving along and you're going to be able to watch Connor Bedard in all his glory this year. You're going to have Darren Pang calling those goals, so, like, good for you. They... They're still lower here just because they've got a ways to go. Like as anyone will acknowledge, um, Connor Bedard, excellent player. He is not obviously enough. And they have a lot of really good prospects coming up, but again, those guys aren't going to be there quite yet either. So they're still probably, I'd say, like at very least, two years away from being like a team that's competitive every night. Maybe even three, but they're still going to be a lot more fun to watch if you're a fan of that team than last year, the year before that, or even any of those years you had Jonathan Taves and Patrick King crying what they needed freaking Brandon Saad back. Like this is probably the most fun year for a Blackhawks fan since uh probably like 2015, honestly. <laughs> 2016 was pretty much the end of it after we spanked them. So like uh this is they're moving up, unfortunately for us, but they're moving up. Um, and then sort of the same thing with the Anaheim Ducks, right? Like they're the other team that has, are just above the Blackhawks and that their prospect pipeline is first, their cap space is first. They're spending no money on anybody and they have a lot of really good prospects. Unlike the Blackhawks, you know, Connor Bedard, um, you've got, I you got what well, who they pick again? It wasn't Fantilli. Who's the other guy? Carlson?
0: Uh, 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 yeah, Carlson, Leo Carlson.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Still a very good player, but you're not you're not quite as excited as saying as having Bedard. And I also think the Ducks are maybe a little bit behind the Blackhawks in terms of like turning it around. I still feel like the Ducks are going to suck for a little bit longer. But again, they are they've fully committed to a rebuild. Um, Verbeek is fully committed to this rebuild. Their ownership is like that's a decent spot to be in. As a fan, rather than being one of those teams where your rebuild is stalling or you have buried your head in the sand, and then I would honestly just say for the Detroit Red Wings and the Columbus Blue Jackets, I I sort of eh, no maybe I feel different things. The Detroit Red Wings are much like the Senators, where it's like it feels like they've been rebuilding for a very long time and they've kind of stalling a bit. You're like, and it kind of makes you wonder if the Iser plan is foolproof you know you're like this is coming along but very slowly and I also just don't feel like you know the prospect pipeline is eighth but I just don't feel like there's any prospects they have coming up that I've heard of that I'm like really thrilled about um and the Blue Jackets I feel like are further along and kind of like a rebuild but I also feel like they've been taking a long time too I mean you've got Goudreau you've got some pieces there that are interesting like Provorov um Kent Johnson well so they got somebody else too recently this summer but like to me the Blue Jackets are just I can't they I almost it.
0: wait they got Fantilli correct
1: oh yeah they got Fantilli so like that could be exciting I just feel like they've never they're the team I want to improve and I want them to do better and I want good things for them and they but they shoot themselves in the foot and I'm like but why
0: yeah <laughs> uh,
1: absolutely oh oh no. and they've all oh, fuck and we completely, uh, completely missed the fact that they have freaking Babcock as their coach now, which is just Babcock. like, oh jeez, just hangers. Oh jeez, oh, maybe they should have. Maybe they should have been one more down and in the doghouse. Yeah. Ah, uh, oh, that's rough. That's a rough uh, situation. Sorry, Imagine
0: being a young team, a rebuilding young team, thinking. I I gotta hire Mac Babcock, you know. I don't know why I became Matthew McConaughey, there, but apparently Yarmo Line, and then Matthew McConaughey, same person. All right, all right, all right. We <laughs> draft at Infantili now. That's how Finnish people. Sound. They've got I crazy have. accents. So that's right. Uh, so now we're into the doghouse. This unfortunate groups of teams are ones that haven't pulled the plug yet. They're stuck in a rebuild, or they're about to hit. Rock bottom, Pittsburgh Penguins. But Ian, they signed Kyle Dubas as their GM, but they're That's too right. friggin' old and they got even older by a- adding Eric Carlson. They're just on that kind of uh to coin a phrase from uh to coin a phrase to borrow a <laughs> phrase from uh our friend Bruce Springsteen, friend of the podcast, Bruce mm-hmm. Springsteen. They're on that last boss. power drive, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh they're trying, they're trying to keep it. Uh, going for another run. Um, I don't think they have it in them, um, but they're trying, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, as as Bruce says, everybody's out on the run tonight, but there's no place less to hide, you know. So, <laughs> um, and together, Wendy, we can live with the sadness. It really keeps going. Every every <laughs> word works for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Thank you, Born to Run, for being timeless. Um, but yeah, I mean, if uh, they can't win again,
1: right? No, I don't think so it'd be it'd take a miracle and take a lot of teams in front of them having like injuries injury issues and just like running into a, a injury bug in the playoffs like even if they can make the playoffs that is so i don't know i mean i get you always you always got to swing for the fences when you got crosby and malkin and they got carlson there and you hope he's gonna be just as good as he was last year but i i'm not betting on it and same with the capitals like the uh, these two are peas in the pod they're just too old and they're gonna always try so long as they have Ovechkin and Backstrom but they're they're just too old and their prospect pipelines both these teams Pittsburgh 29th Washington 22nd like they're just they are approaching the cliff and Mm. they will still be decent teams in the meantime but it's like I know you can't pull the plug. You can't. You you could, but you pull, you won't. You could, but you won't. You could <laughs> trade one of those. You could trade Crosby. Yeah, yeah. like you could trade all of them. Oh, for a, lot for a king's still. ransom. Like yeah. old GMs would be falling over themselves, especially if you can play him like on a line where he's not even exposed. Like, oh, he's like our second line center. Like, oh shit, oh, God, oh yeah. fuck. But they're not gonna, and I don't blame them for not doing it. They're franchise players. You're just gonna, they're just gonna go down with the ship. They're yeah. the quartet I'll on the Titanic.
0: in surrender. sorry. Um. Apparently, we went right from Bruce Springsteen to Inyo with the Pittsburgh <laughs> Penguins. So you know. That's um. Weird. Speaking of things that are Inyo, the Capitals won't be in. in yeah, playoffs. no, they're, they're terrible too. <laughs> God, <that's> so <laughs> bad today. We're rusty. We haven't done this. Before. That's right. Uh, it's yeah, been I summertime. Mean, a lot of these teams are just too friggin' old. Um and uh the capitals are just hanging on to do the the Ovechkin uh, Gretzky chase which is cool oh, yeah hey, that's, that's fun cool. for us that's fun for all of us just do it and you know they could they could pretty reasonably do some rebuilding what using that as a distraction too right so mm-hmm. i don't think they're you know i think they are deservedly ranked here but i don't think they're in such awful shape where they're kind of hopeless um they're not for example the Nashville Predators who have crisscrossed themselves into just a Frankenstein nightmare for freaking roster. Yeah,
1: they're they here cuz I just don't know what they are. I'm just like got, are you going to be good? Knows. Or I mean Anyone are you going to be good knows, at a rebuild? But it's provocative. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um,
0: uh, well, I love it. They uh they have uh UC Saros for two more years and that's the only thing even keeping a pretense of a competitive team here. They've got listen. Listen to this group of forwards. Ryan O'Reilly god rest his soul oh yeah uh, gustav nyquist colton sissons cody glass and then you're where i'm about to name ian if if you have heard of hold on one two three four five six seven eight nine if you have heard of three of the next nine players i'm about to name 4 Let's say four. I'll be shocked, okay? Are you ready for this? Yeah. Yakov Trenin, I think I've heard of. Yeah. Philip Tomasino, I know, was a good prospect for a while. Uh, we're talking Yuso Persinen, the most mm-hmm. Finnish name I've ever oh, heard. Higher yeah. frigging life, by the way. You know when you look at a name and you're like, you could be Swedish, but you look a little weird. That's a, <laughs> that's a Finnish name. Uh, Dennis Gurianov. I didn't know there was another Gurionov. Is, isn't, isn't he a less famous Gurionov, or is there just the one Gurionov and that's him? Is this anyway, the same guy? Tomas Novak, uh, Luke Evangelista. Okay. Mark Jankowski, Kiefer Sherwood, and Cole Smith. Uh, whatever. They've got Roman Yossi. They've got UC Saros. Those are really the only good players they have. McDonough's wash. Tyson Berry is there. Uh, Luke Shin got a, a long-term location. No, I mean, no hate to any of these guys. Mm-hmm. You be being bad in Nashville is a lot more fun than being bad in freaking <laughs> Ottawa, you know? But like I just what what is that team? And they hired a coach as a GM. This T oh God, this freaking, oh God, I hate this organization. They had the same GM for their entire history. And they had one coach for like the first 16 years of their history. And they thought, well, we have to get rid of the GM because he's finally so old he's going to retire. And then, um, they replaced him with the coach who has no qualifications <laughs> for it. And it's just like, what? He's just
1: been around a long time.
0: Exactly. Uh, but in any case, that's what they are. Montreal Canadiens, uh, they've got a lot of prospect hope coming forward, but they kind of seem to have swung and missed on Nick Suzuki a little bit, which is always a bad way to build a foundation for a rebuild. Um, he's also their captain so they really went all in on that being the guy and it doesn't seem like he's the guy it seems like he's a guy uh, <laughs> on the bright side Kirby Dock was really good for them last year I think the the Alex Newhook trade is kind of cool for them but I'm not confident about the extension yet their defense is nothing their goaltending still a hot mess um, what more do you want to say they've got a lot of young talent uh, but it's got to be proven with yeah. the results.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're one of those teams that just I haven't really seen any of their young players stepping up and looking great outside of like Arbor Jack guy recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Juraj Slavkovsky should be in there and playing well. Um, but it's just rough. They have a lot of money tied up in just kind of mediocre players right now, and they kind of have to shed some of that before they can even like turn the ship around. Um, Brennan Gallagher yeah. signed to four more years. It's just like. And I like Brennan Gallagher, but it's it's rough. Um, He's been there forever, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, what is it? He's 31. I honestly thought he was like 35. I thought he yeah. was like Zach Preeze's age um vancouver can
0: i canucks. was 45 <laughs> well hold on Ian. Okay. if if i may yeah. um i just like to say that i might have put the vancouver canucks dead last on this list oh yeah they're in they're so Go they remind it, me Go of another no 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 i'm not you're right about who's dead last you're correct but they remind me of another bit of born to run which reads <laughs> oh baby this town rips the bones from your back it's a death trap it's a suicide rap. We gotta get out while we're young, which is what friggin' Quinn Hughes is thinking, baby. Get out why of this town. Why
1: doesn't the boss write like death metal? all—all all these lyrics sound like they were meant to be screamed. Yeah,
0: um, but in any case, uh, just uh, they've been so bad for so long, and they're badly run, and I don't think they're getting any better. So, and and yet somehow they spend so. So 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 much money. I just don't like. They don't have any prospects. They spend so much money. They don't have any hope of being competitive, and uh they've got a, a full teardown coming ahead of before they're competitive.
1: Again. I I will say I do think of all of the teams here, they might have the most suspect front office. I think right now, like there's some front offices. I'm like, I don't think this guy's a very good GM, but like these. Jim Rutherford being their president, I think the dude's past senile at this point at like 80 or whatever he is. And then Patrick Alvine is essentially just like a a shadow puppet GM. Like he's not even really the GM because it's still freaking Jim Rutherford. And then they had like issues in their front office um, with what's your face? I can't remember her name. Uh, Rachel Dory getting Uh let go. And she had issues with like The other lady in the front and it just seems like a huge mess there and even though this was like what was supposed to be cleaning up the mess has become a big mess and it's like oh they can never that franchise that fan base cannot catch a break in like the last 15 years but like yeah they haven't drafted very well they spent so much money on i mean they spent so much money on jt miller jt miller's there for past where cap friendly will show me at eight million dollars a year, and like he doesn't play defense, and 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 Bohorvat's gone. <laughs> and, oh, and Elias Patterson's going to be an RFA. And is that even going to sign there long term? It's like it's just Brock Besser. They were like, we're going to move him, but he's still there. Connor Garland's all right. Like they at least they got rid of um, freaking Ekman Larson, but they had to buy him out. Like it's, I don't know, man. It's so rough up there, and i think they're like the worst run canadian team which, yeah, is, saying oh because, which is saying something because just saying yeah like that That's that's um, rough
0: moving on to boston man this is a team if it hadn't been for recent success they could also be a lot higher uh they are so fucked so screwed <laughs> for so long and good 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 riddance you know what you had 20 years of absolute dominance you deserve a couple years at the bottom and they'll probably get the deus ex machina mm-hmm. of the next Connor bedard because we know how this league takes care of the original six um but man they are screwed bergeron is gone um who's their coach now oh jim jim montgomery did a great job last year but they're gonna fall hard mm. might not be this year they might cobble it together for a few more years but rough future for those guys no prospects at all they haven't drafted well in over a decade they've just had what was the three
1: stars. what was like they had three draft
0: picks in a row or they had like two. And oh then yeah like- it was like and it like serpentine, it was like three in a row of five and it like serpentined around like two superstars. Or yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh how did you up. do
1: it? I was one of like Jake DeBrus, so like that was like the best of the three and it was like, yeah, he's yeah. fine, but that's pretty, that's pretty rough. Um, I would have had Boston lower, except for I agree. I think they're such a big franchise and such a big hockey market that they're just going to find a way to be mm-hmm. better sooner than later. But, yeah, yeah, they are definitely, like, on the downward spiral.
0: Ah, uh, here it is. They dra- They drafted Jacob Spor- Sporl, Jake DeBrusque, and Zach Sension. The next three picks in a row were Matt Barzell, Kyle Connor, and Thomas Shaban
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh my- that hurts to read. Oh God! I hope whoever put that together has got like immediately fired.
0: Oh.
1: God oh God. my God. Yikes. Yeah, this and is right why in 30 seconds
0: was Dennis Gurianov. So you know.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they can off. have him for a pretty penny. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: that honestly caused me physical pain to read. Yeah, I was like
1: my skin's crawling. Um, yeah. After Boston, San Jose Sharks, Prospect Pipelines 13th, Capspace 7th. I just think they are still like they've, they're rebuilding. They've said they're rebuilding. I just think they're going to have a lot more sucking in their future before they are even remotely close to being a fun team to watch. Yeah, they could prove me wrong.
0: Carlson contract. They, they did.
1: I mean, yeah. I and they did them... that
0: pretty creatively, I thought. I thought they yeah. did a pretty good job
1: of making that, not just oh, yeah. taking
0: half of the camp space and stuff.
1: I can move them up a little higher because I do think maybe they're like, I'd rather be a Sharks fan than like a Canucks fan. But in terms of just like enjoyment of watching the team or maybe like drama around it, I just think San yeah. Jose is like just very, a just very boring rebuilding team. Mike
0: Greer seems
1: like he might be pretty solid though. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd be confident in their front office at the very least. Um, uh-huh. Go ahead. I was Open gonna say the Islanders. The New York Islanders, though. This is like the Boston Bruins, but like Even not worse. quite. But yeah, like not quite to the Never realization <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you would think a team that made it to back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals in the last five years, um, they'd be higher up, but like they're just god, they're such a bland fucking team. 30th prospect pipeline, cap space, they've spent like they're 24th, they've spent money on guys that are just they're old. They don't do anything like if, who are on the Islanders. You can check their roster from like three years ago. It's the same. <laughs> they just, they just sign the same guys uh, and they have like the same results, which recently haven't been very good. And they don't care to improve all that much. And you have freaking God. I would hate having fucking old bones. Lou as is my GM. am like, dude, you time has passed you by the time has forgotten you. Somehow they forgot to freaking show up and take you to your grave that might be a little rough but like he's just
0: (laughs) but it's just like
1: i would hate having some geriatric dude past geriatric post geriatric as my gm i'm like this guy doesn't know how to build a fucking team and everyone on this team is like yeah they're a two they hit and they're two way and i'm like okay is i'm gonna fucking (laughs) i mean they have uh horvat now for a full season but i mean they got him when and like November, December, like, and even yeah, the, I got news for you, Bo
0: Horvat, not that good.
1: Yeah, like that was his best season I mean, he's last fine. season, scoring lines,
0: but he's not amazing.
1: Uh, it's just he fits the Islanders, though. I feel like he's like he's oh, fine. He's he? he's, yeah, a, he's he's a totally he's fine Unbelievably player. okay. Yeah, yep. and I just think that this is a team that's so close to realizing that they have to rebuild like again. I feel like mm-hmm. they rebuilt and they hit like a brick wall, which was like we made the playoffs. And now, like I said, I know they've made it further. They're also like a playoff team, you know, when they make it in, they they play a certain style that's going to get them far, but it's just like they're they're not fun to watch and mm-hmm. they're a bore of a team. And I just, yeah, I I think they're a few steps behind the Bruins in terms of having all these old guys leave and be like, including their GM and be like, we got to completely gut this team. Yeah. Um, these
0: last two Ian, almost deserve to be in a category of their own. Yeah. Um, if the rest are in the doghouse, maybe these guys are in the outhouse, but like <laughs> they're, they're so compelling to me because they're for opposite reasons, too. Oh, like, yeah. If, if, if folks are keeping track at home, you should be able to deduce the two teams we haven't talked about yet the Philadelphia Flyers and the Arizona Coyotes. Um, and you could rank them any which way for me I do think you know I said what I said about Canucks but I think these these teams are a step below them in the sense that it's so interesting to me because Philadelphia is terrible and they'll never admit they're terrible and there's no hope of them not being terrible because they'll never admit they're terrible so Mm -hmm. they've got nothing to look forward to except I guess Matt Vamichkoff who's going to be a stud but like that's about it um they uh they're one of these old, old upper crust blue collar teams. And so they're refusing to acknowledge that they need to rebuild. And I know they did the new era of orange thing, but it's not going to amount to anything. <laughs> they're still going to go trade for, like, I don't know, Zimgus Gergensons and give them a seven year contract extension <laughs> or whatever, because that's the sort of thing they need to do. And the Coyotes, on the other hand, have no money, no hope of a future, are obviously going to move. And their poor fans are just stuck wondering where and when. Um, they're, Infinitely drafting and rebuilding, and never drafting well or rebuilding effectively. Um, they're one kind of like, uh, again, I think I've used this phrase phrase again, but they're one kind of like Deus ex Machina hope of somehow luring uh, Austin Matthews. That door is now closed. Not that it was ever really open, you know. Like, they can't build an arena. They're playing in a college gymnasium. There's no hope for either of these franchises. Your thoughts?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Philadelphia's <laughs> front office is just so such a debacle, even with, um, what's their new GM now? Um, who? Which one? The Flyers. Oh, uh,
0: God. Oh, Danny Breer.
1: Danny Breer, thank you. I don't know why I want to say Pete DeBoer. Um, Danny Breer could be a good GM but he's got like a lot of work to do. And then he's got to hope that these like three or four old men that are in the front office don't just like muddle up what he's doing. And I can't have any faith in that because that's all they've fucking done. <laughs> I mean, they pretty much had a puppet GM in there uh, with freaking Fletcher. Like, I don't know that Danny Breer is going to, you know, they'll say it out front like, Oh yeah, he's making decisions and we're letting him, uh, you know, have free reign on what he wants to do and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, those guys are all going to be like, well, I don't know about that. Or like, that's the the front office that I don't know what podcast it was um, that was talking about that basically they'll all be in a room. They'll be like, yes, this is what we're going to do. We all agree. Okay, sounds good. And then this reporter, I'm assuming it's Friedman, will hear these other three guys be like, this is such a terrible idea. And this dude who came out and said, he is such a fucking idiot and stuff. And it's like, okay, so this is like, Childish, this is like high school esque. That's how this team is being run, like with just like stabs behind the back. And it's like, uh, and like you said, this team, this franchise just can't admit that they're bad. And they're like, we're the Broad Street bullies, and this is how we do things. And we've got freaking, um, Tortorella is our coach and like he's he's gonna bring a mean streak to us and stuff it's like you have to be good you just have to be good and that's not how being good is anymore I can't like their most recent star of like the modern era is Claude Giroux right and that dude's old mm-hmm. like if you were like oh yeah he's like a modern star that they had that guy got drafted in the freaking mid-2000s or whatever like he's not and he's not there anymore for one, but like it's just like they don't they haven't had a player since him that's like, oh, here's our modern day flyer. Like it could be Cobb and it could be Mitchkov, Mitch but like not until like two or three years from now, probably. So and God, if you're him, you gotta hope that this team turns it around. Uh, or I guess you could just like stay in Russia. Um but you know those are the same this this is how bad this franchise is it's either come here stay in russia and staying in russia sounds pretty nice right now (laughs) compared to playing for the flyers and then arizona arizona is just like it's like the honorary degree it's like the fact that like conor mcdavid's always getting the league mvp so it's like okay well who who comes second? Who would you think would get a league MVP after Connor McDavid? It's like, who's the most miserable team after the Arizona Coyotes? Cause they're obviously the most miserable. team. <laughs> no, yeah. no place to play, play in a rink. That's smaller than OHL rinks. Um, you know, they were going to have a thing in Tempe. Oh no, that's gone. Um, they've been rebuilding for probably the last 10 years. Their last playoff success is like in 20, like 13, They have had crap owner after crap owner, like crap building after crap building. And like it's it's insane that they haven't moved yet. Um it sounds it sounds more likely than not they are gonna move for once. It sounds like that, like with the fact they have this owner in Seattle, the owner of the or Seattle, Salt Lake City, the owner of the jazz saying that oh, we'd accommodate the NHL and whatever they want to do, and we want a team and yada yada and It's quote-unquote close (laughs) to Arizona. So it's possible. Here's a question. Do you think they move before Austin Matthews' contract ends? Because I literally was going to say in an earlier blurb, like, oh, Austin Matthews, when his contract's done, he could still go to Arizona, but Arizona might not be a team anymore. I think
0: they'll be gone by then, personally.
1: Yeah, And I know... they've talked about this a lot on like 32 thoughts and stuff that like if the NHL leaves Arizona, they're not leaving forever. They're going to come back because the market's just so big and everything like that. But they um, they're going to have to come back with like their research completely and fully done yeah. to like get a good owner. Cause I feel like, Batman was just like, we're going to have hockey in the desert. This will be fun. And then he just gave a team to somebody. And then this team has just been passed around from like snake oil salesman to snake oil salesman. And it's just been like, it's never been good. So they have to go. They have to basically probably get some young mogul, business mogul. That's like, I love Arizona and I'm from here and I want, and I love hockey and I want this to work. Like you just need somebody that's like super passionate and has the money And they've just never found that. So until they find that there shouldn't be a team there. And I feel bad for their fans. Like you don't deserve to have, you know, honestly, if I was them, maybe I would want them to freaking move because I'd be like, I want something better than this. And if this is all you're going to give me, just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't don't know if I'd feel this way, but if like the blues were just like shit and their ownership was shit and they just didn't do anything to like be any better. And they're like, we're going to move now. I'd be like, just leave. Like just fucking yeah. leave. Like I don't want to deal with this anyways. So just go. Um, it's just an embarrassment. It's it's really, I feel like sometimes it just transcends like the misery index. It's like you are just like a sad organization, <laughs> and it makes me it's it makes me a little annoyed that you're in this league that's already kind of like a D tier league that yeah. you're like we also have a college team and you're like oh could you just go away so you can focus on like other things that make us <laughs> d tier and not like just fucking you yeah yeah that's the misery index in a
0: nutshell get them to not the jamila jamil version <laughs> that's gone <laughs> yeah um but yeah folks if you disagree with us we don't care um uh- <laughs> No, tell us, give us hate mail. talk to us, we missed you, Twitter's boring, X is boring. Oh yeah, Uh, that's right. So it needs to be hot. X, X. Anything else you want to discuss before we sign off again?
1: Keep it cool out there, folks, you know, stay hydrated.
0: That's right, so uh, I guess we'll stay hydrated in our separate ways, because we'll turn off Zoom and never speak to each other again. That's right, folks, moisten it up. Until next week uh, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and enjoy your weekend and we'll talk to you real soon
1: See ya on the take Mat Magdalene's real love. Und all die Typen neben dir
0: sind kaum noch zu zählen. Der Bär's am Lure, ob die Dekolleté und auch der Zombie Don't hat der Kopf all verdreht. Oh wie? Ich will nicht, dass du jetzt gehst. Der Blö und auch der Superman luren dich als ich stunde an. Pass auf. Oh Prinzessin, das Krokodil will ich fressen